Well, welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Cale Boer. I'm the teaching pastor at the Delaware campus. And uh, both here on the Drivecast and on our Sunday and Sunday mornings together, we've been working our way through the book of Revelation. And uh, I hope as well as, as you're listening here on the Drivecast, we've got some devotional content written that goes with each day on the Drivecast. Um, I use the, you know, the app when I'm when I listen to the Drivecast, so it's right there on the app. You can access that devotional content. Uh, we've got a, a writing team with, with members of our church who uh, are writing and, and just doing some fantastic work there. Those devotionals are great, so I hope you'll uh, you're taking the time to read through those. Uh, as well. But today we're in Revelation 19, looking at 11 through 21. And I want to read to you 11 through 16. So it says, Then I saw heaven opened, and behold, a, a white horse. And the one sitting on it is called Faithful and True. And in righteousness he judges and makes war. This is a description of Jesus, by the way. His eyes are like a flame of fire, and on his head are many diadems, and he has a name written that no one knows but himself. He is clothed in a robe dipped in blood, and the name by which he is called is the Word of God. And the armies of heaven, arrayed in fine linen, white and pure, were following him on white horses. And from his mouth comes a sharp sword with which to strike down the nations, and he will rule them with a rod of iron. He will tread the winepress of the fury of the wrath of God, the Almighty. On his robe and on his thigh he has a name written, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. Verses 17 through 21, I'm going to summarize those for you because uh, they, they're rather gruesome in a sense. It's a very vivid picture where the voice from heaven calls out and says, Come, gather for the great supper of God to eat the flesh of kings, the flesh of captains, the flesh of mighty men, the flesh of horses and the riders, and the flesh of all men, both free and slave, both small and great. Um, it, so what, what's happening here is there's a feast here. It's almost like a, a, a parody of the feast that we just saw before this. So in verses 6 through 10, there's the marriage supper of the Lamb. And all those who are in Christ, who have been covered by the blood of the Lamb, who have been uh, saved and forgiven and washed clean by Him, are, are brought to this supper where they, the bride of Christ, the church, are with Jesus the groom, uh, together with Him forever in joy. And so this is, hey, those who have followed the beast, those who have set themselves up in rebellion against uh, God, this is the result, right? This, this sort of horrible feast uh, of death, in a sense, that's sort of the opposite of the marriage supper of the Lamb. And then it closes out with the beast and the false prophet um, being totally destroyed, right? The, the two, the beasts that we saw that come up out of the sea and out of the earth, the beast and the false prophet from earlier in Revelation, uh, they are thrown into the lake uh, that burns with sulfur, that's into the lake of fire that burns with sulfur, and then the rest uh, are that followed them are slain. And so it's, it's gruesome in a lot of ways. Um, and here's what I want to point out. Um, the return of Christ here, his second coming is, is so different in a sense than his first coming. First coming, meek and mild, comes as a baby in humility, deity wrapped in humanity, and he lives a perfect life and he suffers and through obedience to the father and through his suffering he he dies on the cross and he and he gains a victory there right the decisive blow to the enemy is dealt there at the cross jesus disarmed the rulers and authorities at the cross he won said it is finished but here uh, if i can say this way he's finishing what he finished right it's the consummation of the kingdom and his return here is not as a as a baby uh, his return here is on uh, as a, a warrior king, 
the, the conquering Messiah coming, riding on a white horse with the armies of heaven. It's just so different. And, and by way of maybe application, right, um, I would say a couple of things. I think um, if you're listening now and you say, man, I, I just don't know that I have a relationship with Jesus, this is a plead, uh, pleading for repentance to say, hey, the time is short. God has provided Jesus for you. Turn to him, right? You don't want to be on the wrong side of Jesus's return. You don't want to be still in rebellion against Jesus when he returns, because when he returns, the time is up and he is calling all people to repentance and faith in him. And then secondly, if you're listening right now and you would say, man, I love Jesus. I've been washed clean by Jesus. I'm following Jesus. I would say, stay faithful. (laughs) Keep your eyes fixed on him. That's a big point of the book of Revelation. And, And tied in with that, Something that our, our writers put down in the devotional is, man, no matter how dark things get, no matter how difficult things seem to get, no matter when we look around and we say, God, where are you in all this? We have to remember uh, that, that Jesus has already won at the cross. He's already won. And one day Jesus will finish what he started. He, we will see him victorious. The gospel's moving forward even now. People all over the world are coming to faith in Christ. And one day Jesus will finish. (laughs) He'll finish what he finished, finish what he started. He will come back and his victory will be absolute and complete. And that should be an encouragement and a motivation for those of us who know him and love him to keep going and say, let's keep our eyes fixed because we know that the best is yet to come. Let me pray for you. And I want to encourage you to take some time to pray then for yourself. Father, we love you. God, these images in Revelation, they can be heavy, they can be arresting. And Father, I think that's part of the point. And God, I pray for anyone who may be listening that is um, walking away from you, living in rebellion against you, that Father, you would graciously use these images to stop them, uh, to turn them around and, and to show them their need for you. And Father, not just these images, but also the image of the man upon the cross who died uh, that our sin might be taken away. And God, I pray for those of us who know you and who love you, um, remind us that, that Jesus, we are not operating out of a place of defeat, but a place of victory. Jesus, you have won the victory um, and one day you will return and, and the kingdom will be uh, brought in full. Father, we love you. We praise you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Take some time now to pray and reflect for yourself.